Welcome back to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. What song is that? Welcome back, Otter. Now we got packages. As soon as we left. (laughs) Good thing it's not raining. I'm waiting on two more to come from FedEx. You you guys get tons of packages. Yes, all the time. Are your packages... Oh, oh, we're on our own. Oh, shit. No, keep talking. Keep talking. Are Are your packages getting opened? No. no. Some of ours have been opened. Really? Like, wow. like they've been torn and then taped or something. A few of no, them. Some of ours get left in the rain. Like if it's okay. raining, they don't even try to like put it underneath I, where the doors. No, they leave it right on the I'm going to tell you a secret right now. They don't give a shit about no, your packages. I, I, I know they don't. Um, I just wonder if they're checking. As someone who has helped UPS load about 3,000 packages on a truck, they are whipping those yeah. things. They don't care. So they get torn, they get it's stuffed, the they get thieves. caught on things. Okay. The post office uses uses this giant metal cage thing so they can get torn really easy mm-hmm. in if they land in the corners and they're like one of those no, that's paper not things. Happens. So there's people but going actually, around and opening your package to see what it is and if they don't like it, they're they, like, oh, jeez, yes, they clean or, it, you know, put really? it right Or yeah. actually really? people are seeing if you're ordering good stuff and apparently you're not. Yeah, apparently I'm not ordering anything. They're going to start leaving you little notes. <laughs> Look, Order man, better shit. Better stuff. Welcome to the Unappreciated Movie Podcast, people. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have... Science fiction fantasy. No, I was going to say UPS in the post office. (laughs) (laughs) I have drama and romance. I guess I get FedEx. You questionable shipping. Action adventure. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) We take turns selected from our movie genre, movies that in our opinions have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. Hey, hey, this week on the podcast... It's Carly's pick. It's my very special Christmas episode. Very special. Sweet. Where I'm allowed to pick any movie, like this one that has a 91% <clears throat> audience score. <laughs> that seems high. Fred Edward Scissorhands? That seems really high. That, this movie was huge. It's Edward Scissorhands. I'm sorry, it seems really high. <laughs> it's it's got to be huge. Ever. I don't know how it's a Christmas movie. I mean, other than, well, like, it's, it's as much a Christmas movie as, like... They don't really. There's a Christmas party. (laughs) There is a Christmas party. The climax of the movie happens at Christmas. We see them decorating for Christmas, and it was released on Christmas. Okay, so it's definitely in 1990. Only in the United States, they staggered the release. So when it came out in other countries, it was already out on video here. But (laughs) I mean, not like *Leave the Weapon*, where they you know actually sing Christmas songs and they have his dad. The dad does. Yeah, the dad's decorating up on on the roof. On Christmas Day in the morning, he's stapling snow to his. I don't have a song. Um, well, maybe you should pick that one. He's stapling snow to. I know one about a barber and his wife. If that helps. (laughs) (laughs) Elaine can sing that song about the face. And how to shave it. It's fucking shit won't die. If it pops <laughs> in your head, it's like an earworm. All right. Well, Everett Scissorhands came out in 1990. It was written by Tim Burton and Caroline Thompson. Mm-hmm. She also wrote The Addams Family. Or the first Addams Family movie. Yeah. Um, Tim Burton. Uh, welcome back to the podcast from Sweeney Todd and Sleepy Hollow. He directed it and was a co-writer. What's Sweeney mm-hmm. Todd? I don't know. The he was a barber. <laughs> it's a very famous play yes. that he adapted into a movie. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds interesting. Because it fits his aesthetic. That sounds interesting. Of dark and creepy. Sounds interesting. Yeah. And we are starring Johnny Depp. Welcome back to the podcast from, guess what, Tweeny Todd. Really? <laughs> and Sleepy Hollow. And um, Nightmare on Elm Street? Didn't we do no, Nightmare on Elm Street? We didn't do the first, do the first one. one yet. He's only in the first one because he dies the in the one. first one. <laughs> he gets stuck through a bed. You only did the third one, really? Why did I watch the first one? 
Because you have good taste. But it's probably just uh, <laughs> too too high and it made too much money. You probably can't do the first one unless it's a Halloween pick. I know I know. I watched that movie in the last couple years and I was sure it was for the podcast. But I guess it was just for a good time. Oh, that doesn't good. sound like your good time. I know. Why did I watch that <laughs> movie? Maybe I John wasn't there at all. I wasn't there. I don't Maybe know John made me watch it before we watched um, Dream Warriors or whatever. Or Freddy vs. Jason. Well, we also Jason have, X. welcome back to the podcast, for the fourth time, Winona Ryder. Yeah. From Dracula, Heathers, and she was in the Star Trek movie that we did. I don't remember who she She's was. She's Spock's mom. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> for five seconds. Welcome back to the podcast, Diane Weist from The Birdcage. Mm-hmm. That's a great movie. Welcome back to the podcast. She was in one of those m- movies you picked, too, though. Those, wasn't she in one, like, The Drunk Wives, or the, we're reading books and stuff? She was Movies. not in book club. She wasn't what in about the, the Jake drunk wives. The drunk wives were reading books. What yeah. about the the Jake Gyllenhaal no, pot movie? She's not. She wasn't British. in the Jake Gyllenhaal Those potato peel and Keith the Cantor movie <laughs> or German. <laughs> Go ahead and look. I'm I didn't look. see anymore. What about Dragleza? But I I am open to having missed things. I do it all the time. Me too. I feel um, like she has a very long IMDb, so it's very possible. Long. It's, it's possible. We have Kathy Baker. She's Joyce. Welcome back to the podcast from Age of Adeline. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that is a movie. It is. I've that seen was a surprisingly it. good movie. <laughs> we have Conchata Farrell. Welcome Why? back to the podcast. Love. She was in True Romance. She's the casting director. She was in something she else. She was in two and a half men. I didn't no, see. She was that in something else. We did. I thought. Did right. I well, you check that one. Well, Tony checks that Chinese one. Food. I probably missed something on both. Maybe of I. Maybe I'm just misremembering. We also have Anthony Michael Hall. He's in like sixteen candles and. He's in, the, he's in the brat pack. It's not a movie we did. I just love her because she is in Mystic Pizza. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> well, Mystic Pizza. We have Looked Vincent at her, Price. Immediately came up. And Alan Arkin. Yeah. So I, I saw in this that Vincent Price read Edgar Allan Poe to Tim Burton and Johnny Depp while they were on set. Nice. And the two of them were like little children watching yeah. Vincent Price read Edgar Allan Poe. Johnny Depp said it was one of the most exciting things that's ever happened to him. I doubt that, but <laughs> it, was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> Well, the it was trivia, cool ass. Well, at the time, it was 1990. That was a long time ago. <laughs> In the trivia, it said that this is both Tim Burton's and Danny Elfman's Viper favorite room. film. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like the Viper Room. because a friend of his died out there. We didn't do Practical Magic? Nope. No. no. It's too high. We've been lucky. What? All right. We didn't so. do Cops and Robertson? No. <laughs> Never heard of that. <laughs> but keep it that way. So this movie has an 89% we'll tomato meter. Way. It has a 91% audience score. People love this movie. It has a 74 meta score and a 7.9 on IMDb. How much money did it make? Um, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> all of the money. It had a budget of $20 million and gross worldwide was $86,024,000. I still think that's all very high. Hmm. <laughs> if this was released today, that'd be like $500 million. I don't think it would do good if it was released today. You don't think so? No, not at all. All right, well, I have two reviews. Oh! Let's I don't know why I got excited see. about that. All right. Well, because of I had saved two for each, one mm-hmm. star and ten star, or ten and out of ten and one reviews? out of ten. So, well, no, I, was, I just had picked which one I was going to read, but because of Elaine made the comment, I'm going to read this one. Okay. From Edu Kalahero. Comment mm-hmm. spelling. One out of ten. Stop, just stop. Let's just think for a second. 
What if Ed Scissorhands looked less like Johnny Depp and more like James Gandolfini? Are you sure you would like it as much? <laughs> I, I suddenly want to watch a James Gandolfini. Well, considering <laughs> I don't find Edward Scissorhands attractive in any way, I don't think that would affect me. What if instead of leather, he wears some blue jeans and a mundane white t-shirt? The character is the same, but now looks like a normal worker. You think you would like the movie the same? Of course yeah. not. This movie is 100% dependent on you loving this weirdo. Anything and everything else is ridiculous. Well, there's a lot of movies that are like that. It's like, wow, this is really isn't a good movie, but I, he's really good in this. And a lot of those involve Johnny Depp, because he's just Johnny Depp. Well, he's really Tim good. Tim Burton <laughs> makes very good movies. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. He makes some weird shit. <laughs> but they're good. I mean... And most of those have Johnny Depp. In well, them. this movie... Uh, read your other review. All right. It is... Sorry. By Dark Eye... 10 out of 10. A story told in beautiful simplicity. Edward Scissorhands is really an amazing movie. The plethora of lush cinematography, beautiful musical score, and great characters are extremely entertaining. The storyline is simple yet very moving. I still get misty-eyed at the end, even though I watched it many times already. The musical scores by the amazing Danny Elfman in Edward Scissorhands are one of the best in his work. It is achingly beautiful. Every time Tim Burton and Danny Elfman work together in a movie, magic happens. Magic. Tim Burton's gothic style and Elfman's Halloween-like scores always blend perfectly. There's a lot more to that. I'm just wow. going to read that. <laughs> I just want to point out. That looks like the Nosta Cobra. That he, he did Beetlejuice. And yep. then he did Batman, and then he did this. So he's fresh off Batman, and I think that's the only reason why this movie did as well as it did. Lane does not like this. It's probably no. the reason this movie got made, because they probably said, you did Batman, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. He's like, I want to do this weird scissor movie. <laughs> okay. Well, <'cause, laughs> well, he did Pee-wee's we Big don't Ad- get it, but go ahead, bro. He did Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and then he did, yeah, and then he got Batman, and then he, or he got Beetlejuice, and then he got he Batman. But everybody knew who was after Batman. Yeah, I know, but I think that that's the only reason why people went to see this movie. Scissors. All right. Well, what'd you think going in, Lee? I said, John, just watch this. I'm gonna have to watch it again. (laughs) I saw the last half an hour when John watched it. I came home and he was watching it, so now I have to watch the whole thing. All right. What do you think, John? Thought I just watched this. I'm not watching this again. I literally just watched this. Right. Yeah. What about you, Tony Jones? I was like, John, just watch this. <laughs> just kidding. I'll watch this whenever. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I picked I, it out for you. So. He did. He picked it out. And uh, and I said, you want to watch Everett Scissorhands? He goes, always. <laughs> it's like, cool ass. What's really funny is I'm currently listening to our back catalog, and I'm listening to The Family Man. And the reason that Carly picked The Family Man is because you... You and I, no, you and I told her to pick the family man because she was waffling all over the place. Oh, I didn't know what she was for this picking. One too. Well, that was a good movie. You've got Mail, Bridget Jones' Diary, Last Christmas, Four Christmases. Ooh, that movie was bad. Four Christmases. Oh, with, um. Reese uh, Witherspoon and. I just watched that. Oh, I, I had to turn it off. I didn't make I, it through the second Christmas. I thought that was a much better movie, and I'm watching it like, geez, I thought this it was, was better. It was bad. <laughs> it wasn't good. I quit when they were at her mom's house. I didn't house. quit. I, I, I pushed quit. through. Oh. I pushed through. Home Alone. And How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That was my list, and I ended up with... Which one? Oh, was Last Christmas the one with a dry eye? And, yes, uh, he the... has a real name. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care whatever Henry he Golding. does. If he comes in the house with dry eye, you want to drink? Amelia <laughs> He's Clark. like, that's not my name. Like, oh, sure it is. But 
This one was going to be the easiest one to do notes for, too. Because You've seen it? I'm low on time this month. <laughs> and you actually seen this movie? Yes. Okay. And I, mean, I had seen How the Grinch Stole Christmas at Home Alone. Well, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm low on energy this month. December is a shit month. Yeah. All right, well, this movie opens with an all-black-and-white creepy walk through a very cobwebby place with statues and machines and falling cookies and hands. It's the mansion. There's a scary mansion on the hill at the edge of a neighborhood, which is just weird anyway. <laughs> it's like crossing to the bad side of town. <laughs> Everything's bright and fun, 90s colors, and then like day glow orange and, and Tony must live pink in that house. and whatever. And then you like the literally cross the street <laughs> and it's like the scariest, and it's like the Adams Family House. Yeah. And it's like at the end of a court. You go Still through a gate Wednesday. and up a hill yeah. and you're at the Good. Adams Family House. I liked it. You won't like it. Okay. What? Wednesday. Oh, Jessica and Lucy loved it. <laughs> you'll, you'll like a couple of parts of it, but overall you won't like it. Oh, hey. All right. An old lady tells her granddaughter about where snow comes from. So we start with an old lady telling her granddaughter, asks her about, where does scissors. the snow come from? And she says, scissors. I think it has to start with scissors. And I was thinking about it. Tim Burton intentionally left it very ambiguous about when does this movie take place. Yeah, we like, had m- multiple discussions there, on this. I, in the trivia, it says the car that they drove was a 1974. Well, um, they mentioned VCRs. They have VCRs. They have dishwashers. They don't have cell phones. You know, they have answering so machines home with tapes. security systems. So, you put it in the like, 70s and 80s? When did she, is she telling her grandmother this story? Because she looks like she's like 100. <laughs> so this movie takes place... Like and I was like, if, if, because in my, the way it looked to me was 50s, maybe 60s. And then I'm like, what is she, like 2030 telling her granddaughter this story? <laughs> I would have thought they was in the 70s based on the clothing. No, I would say the 80s because he says DVD. Pl- Tony I mean, uh, thought 80s too. Because he mentions VCRs yeah, but- and CDs. You, that immediately eliminates the 60s. And, and most of the 70s, well, if they were I super rich in the 70s, 70s. okay. But. Late, it would be late seventies at best. Well, it, I and mean, if it's, it, it's, just, a, it's they, just a conglomeration of stuff. Though. Yeah, and he left it. He added intentionally anachronistic things, so that there we was would some not other know. movie that we watched within the last three or four months that had things like that too, where they mixed the genres so that it made the time all ambiguous. Like wonky. they had like fifties cars and cell phones. It wasn't but, that uh, Ewan McGregor movie, was it? With the maybe, girl, might be. Or get away from love, or whatever the hell it was called. Oh, oh that no, was that was very obviously no. of a time. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was I that can't remember. Really that was oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, Renee Zellweger, where she was writing the book. Surprisingly fun. The problem, one of the problems is, is they, for, they were just getting, they're just getting out of the time, of when people, really look like they aged, <laughs> like if you look at people back then when they put the makeup on but now it's like they'll put age makeup on on like uh what's his name from back to the future and they're like this is what he's gonna look like in 40 years it's like no it actually doesn't look that much different <laughs> we don't look the same as aging anymore and like winona Ryder's that age now she doesn't really look that much older you know what i mean she doesn't look no like, that's because they, they have money and uh, yeah <laughs> the age makeup that they did in the star trek movie was better yeah. old lady makeup i really than think that so i, I think if there's proof that these old act these actors are getting older where they're supposed to be like old looking and they're not 
which yeah. means they have really easy lives because they still look fairly well. Oh, they're well, having work done. Well, that yeah. is somebody we I just don't know if people age like they used to. I every once in a while we'll, oh, yeah. we'll watch surgery. Well, or or people don't because we'll watch just something better skincare or better or, taking care. I didn't go well, then, out in the sun. It all is the time. very hard to guess people's ages. Most people who are fifty or sixty look forty now. Well, then or, there's like people like um, <coughs> what's her name, Madonna, that have just so much work yeah. done doesn't look like a human yeah, anymore. But oh, even yeah, but even but regular people like I work in a place where you see people every day, and there are people in their you 50s see people every day, like. My like, there. My boss is in her mid sixties, and still, if you saw her, you would guess she was like forty nine. Mm-hmm. And and like I say, because they people, just don't people don't age the same. Like I'll like every once in a while we'll watch something, and I'll be like, I don't know why, but I'm like, I gotta, I gotta check. It, and it'll be like, yeah, I'm five years older than Fraser is, and Fraser, and I'm like, ah, oh, damn, <laughs> or something like that. that? <laughs> you need to check on that. Did you fall down the stairs? Did he lock himself in Cross's room again? <laughs> <laughs> He's had enough. But it is true. Sometimes you watch a show and you're like, that character, or even like the Golden Girls, they were supposed to be in their yeah. 50s, 50s. And they yeah. looked like they were in their 70s. Yeah. <laughs> Benny White looked pretty much the same age from the time she was in the Golden Girls to the time she died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but this age makeup does make it look like it's she's a little, it's a like 100. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's a little ridiculous, but I think they just wanted to... I feel well and some of it I think is skin cancer so when skin cancer became a thing well it was always a thing but when people realized about tanning and being outside and sunscreen and how it affects your skin and smoking because smoking really ages you does really age people and people don't smoke people don't go out in the sun the way they used to and it really just it changes the way your skin ages Cool. Moving it's on. interesting. This movie is not long. No, it's really not. I only have five pages of notes, and the last one is not even a whole page. <laughs> mm-hmm. not, all not, right. a, not a deep plot. No. So, starts with scissors. There's all kinds of scissors, and once there was even a man with scissors for hands. A long time ago, an inventor lived in a haunted mansion, in that haunted mansion home. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. presumably... She still lives in the house she grew up in. <laughs> or at least in that town. Maybe she bought the house next door. Maybe. Yeah, we because they, they have a fireplace. The super religious lady. And their parents didn't. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, um, he created many things, one of which was a man who was left with scissors for hands when the old man died before he could finish building him. His name was Edward. Then we flash back to the cookie-cutter suburban block at the foot of the hill and see Peg and Avon Liddy. Apparently, it's a real neighborhood, and all they did was paint the houses. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> um, an Avon lady going door-to-door trying to sell to her neighbors. She goes to Helen's house. Helen never buys from her. Do you guys have Avon ladies in your farm? Yeah, my mom had an Avon lady. All right, next time, uh, don't yawn when you talk. But you know. <laughs> I, not that I know I of, remember. but... We did, yeah. I remember Tupperware people. Oh, I remember them too. We used to have a bunch of people. I remember my mom having we Tupperware parties. We had a vacuum cleaner guy. Or going really? to Tupperware yeah. I sold Tupperware. <laughs> uh, my mom used to sell Princess House Crystal. Like, everybody sold a different thing. Mm-hmm. Sold candy bars. People talk about MLMs crack. and how terrible they are, but mostly it was just a way for you to have a, a like, a reason for a party. Mm-hmm. And people love to shop. Yeah. Yes, and those all morphed into something that's way more exploitive to you as the seller. Like, Avon is a much better company. It's not MLM. Well, it, it is an MLM, though. Not the 
Well, but not to the extent. Right. No. And it's not predatory like it is. And, and yeah, it's not predatory, well, I would say. I would say they've always been predatory, but it's looked at differently. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like in you knew you weren't ever going to make a bunch of money, or if you did, like, there's only a few right. people that make a bunch of money. Right, and that's what you mean by predatory. They didn't tell you, well, you're going to be a millionaire. Because guess what? The Avon ladies weren't recruiting people who worked for them. No, they were just trying to sell to their right. friends. Right, you were just an independent. And a lot of them, I think, were also just buying their cosmetics for themselves yeah. and sharing. Which is it what with most people friends. who join, if you do Stampin' Up or Party Lighter or Scentsy or any of that stuff, you usually just do it because you want a discount and you <clears throat> like the product and you like hanging out with your friends and you do a party here or there because mm-hmm. it's fun. It's like forty k. I feel like people make MLMs out to be way more predatory than they actually are. Some of them. Really well, well, the problem is <laughs> it encourages you to, you know, hack, you know, bother friends and family. Hey, you need you to do this, and people all of a sudden, you know, you anyways. got the one friend who's selling, you know, Amway. widgets, <laughs> and you're like, oh well, god, you know, Tony's calling. He's going to be whatever. calling about his widgets again. I don't want to talk to Tony about his fucking widgets. But anymore. I think there's an aspect of some of the big ones that have, you know, like the Mary Kay's, uh, and Lululemon, or whatever the one where. People, yeah. they were encouraged to. You're what gonna sell that? it. Of course, it's gonna sell. It's at a premium. Well, what was that and one that was the lost the leggings because right. they had a hundred thousand dollars of leggings they couldn't sell. Yeah, and they felt forced to buy it, and then they couldn't do anything with and, it. And That's what is, I think of as predatory, and well, I, I don't think any of the Avon ladies or the Mary Kay no. ladies are encouraged to no. buy that level of volume. No, well, <laughs> to me, they just seem like an independent contractor. Well, you those, buy it from them, and then you sell it. Those leggings or whatever, there was like a bubble there where yeah. people were buying them, so you bought this huge inventory because you were selling this huge inventory, and then the bubble burst, and then you had all this shit you can't couldn't get rid of. Like Beanie Babies. Yes. But I think that well, even the most predatory <laughs> ones, You're gonna be able most to go of the people that sell that college, know they're not alone. making that no. kind of... Like, they know they're not going to make that kind of money. They're just... Same thing with Pokemon cards is getting that way now. What? Magic. A couple of them are, are worth a lot of money, but mm-hmm. it's like, yes, but that's the exception, not the rule. Stop yeah. thinking every card that comes out is going to be worth something. Comics, well, people, a lot of collectibles. But there's always people with comics, that mindset. A lot of the comics that are worth a lot of money are the really old ones, because yeah. there's not a lot of them. Yeah. Once everybody started collecting, they're like, there's yeah. plenty of them. Like, the Death of Superman was my favorite. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, yeah. everybody was buying like six, seven copies. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, in like 20 years, man, these things are worth $100,000. No. It's like, no. nope, they're worth about because five bucks. Because now people know that this is collectible, <laughs> so they're not reading it. Yeah. They're just putting it in a sleeve and <laughs> storing it away. Money. Yeah. But the you ones that are expensive exactly. are the ones that... Everybody just read and threw out. Right. <laughs> the stuff that becomes. There's a million Death of Supermans, but there's one, you know, like. Uh, First appearance of. Or like. One. Right. I think the stuff that becomes really collectible is the stuff that people actually like. Like, Funko Pops are never going to be worth a lot of money yeah. because people think they're collectible. But. They are. They're collectible. Something but like. They're not an investment. They're not rare. Yeah. They're just. You have to treat them what they actually are. They're toys. You're buying toys because you like them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, Edward hands. Anyways, I don't know where it's we got. It's a movie. Avon ladies. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So Helen's like, you know I never buy from you. And, She's like, uh, I know. <laughs> she goes to Joyce's house, but Joyce is like, did you not see that there is a vehicle in my driveway? That means I'm busy and shuts the door. It's right? a word for her. <laughs> it's called slut. 
I was gonna say she's a promiscuous girl wherever you she's, are. She's Thirsty. married. <laughs> then I call slut. She's married. We do see her and with ha- this repair man. She's, I could not possibly have fixed it myself. This she is, is trying to have sex with every man in her life, and she's married. I call slut. Slut. <laughs> um, she's a hoe. She goes mm-hmm. to another house. Oh, show. She seems to get somewhere with this person. They actually do some samples, mm-hmm. try some things on, and then the girl who looks like she's maybe twenty is like, "You don't think I have any money, do you?" I'm like, <laughs> so I always felt bad for her right there. A bad morning. <laughs> like no one's buying her stuff. Like, I, and I was like, I never want to have a job like that. Mm-hmm. We gotta go door to door. I know. I have a friend whose daughter started selling knives. She sent us all these Facebook things like, "Do you want to?" You know, I could come and show you the knives, mm-hmm. and Jessica and Aaron and I were like, we don't want to buy you knives. What is with this thing in knives? Like, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if it's this year, but like every third advertisement is for knives. I don't know. It may be because you bought a fancy set of knives. I didn't know. I bought those on like Amazon. This is it doesn't these matter. Are like those Kamikoto knives are the sharpest thing ever. It doesn't matter. You still bought a fancy set of knives. Everything's linked. I don't know, but you know the I'm talking about it. I'm probably gonna get ads. The knife place <laughs> I know is owned by the same company that holds that owns the fake title thing. The yeah. Scottish title thing. They're both owned by a Chinese company. Shocking. Everything is owned by a Chinese company. <laughs> including the United States of America at this point. Let's just Not Elon so, Musk, that motherfucker's a merc. So she gets he? back in her car same as Elon. and she sees the mansion in the That was a joke. On the and top of the hill in the side view mirror and she's like fuck it she's like, <laughs> she's like you know who wears makeup the fucker who lives in that ass Vincent Price with his ascot wears makeup well, so she goes <laughs> grandos huevos she drives up to the haunted mansion it's not haunted I don't think I mean it could Just be you keep saying haunted but really what's haunted it looks decrepit but then she goes the through the gate there has scissors and it's but, beautiful. And it's beautiful. The house isn't. The grounds are. Because <laughs> he's got scissors. The house, the house has a lot of broken windows, and it's still dark and scary looking. Well, there's the, no Home Depot. But the grounds are beautiful. There's flowers. There's all these topiaries there. <laughs> I think she, that's backwards, but okay. She thinks it's wonderful. What? Never mind. <laughs> the dark castle's cooler than a bunch of flowers. Oh. In your opinion. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what I said. I think it's cool. <laughs> that's like your opinion. So, uh, she like knocks, but no one answers. So Move. she pushes the door open and so it's like, hello, Avon yeah. calling. That doesn't mean <laughs> okay. I have to say, at no point does this come up that she trespassed in his house. Even later on, spoiler, when he breaks into the house... Like she should, it should have been. I set a bad example. I broke into his house. Like that should have come out of her mouth, but it didn't. I'm sorry. And when did would you be like? You know what? I've never been in this creepy ass house. Let me just walk in. Yeah. You would think it was like Joyce's I house. She's wouldn't. friends with Joyce. She knows <laughs> Joyce. You would expect it would be that big, but you have her to just walk in. But this is a creepy ass house on the hill. She's like, "Yep, don't answer the door. I'm going in." I mean, she's a set of balls on her. She must. She's got to walk with her knees out there. That and big. Then, the thing is, she doesn't stop there. She doesn't just go in the no. foyer and say, Avon calling and wait she for somebody to come. She goes to the to fucking attic. She goes a looking. Well, she can hear something. <laughs> she hears the she's scissors. Sip, 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 sip. She can hear something, so she knows That's right. someone And when is you there. hear scissors, you're like, let me go see what that well, is. She just hears a clicking. What's that clicking noise? 
What's that sharp metal thing scraping against that other sharp metal thing? Let me she investigate. She does see a giant kind of scary looking machine in this room. There's also a very odd statue right. by the stairs. What is that? Um, it's Vincent Price's house. <laughs> yeah, that, that covered it for me. So she goes up a lot of stairs and ends up in the attic where there's a large hole in the roof. And this is where she finds a bunch of newspaper clippings around a fireplace area. And then she turns around and she sees a man who has scissors for hands. He and this scares her like it would. I mean, yes, he seems friends of her. I saw Robert Smith from The Cure running at me with scissors in his hands. <laughs> and she's like, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt you. And then he holds up his hands and she's like, oh, you might hurt me. <laughs> I'm not finished. It's like, okay. <laughs> I am. <laughs> and then she realizes she says shit. that those She actually says hands. shit. And she's like, oh my God, what happened to you? And then she feels bad for it. He's got mm-hmm. scars on his face. He's here all alone. On the face? He's yeah. Scars on the face. She so, she offers to help with his face. How about the face? She asks where his parents are. His dad didn't wake up. That's all we know. He so, didn't wake up. He's throwing a smell. He's over says, there. She yeah. says, "I'm gonna take you home with me." So she kidnaps him. <laughs> where are your parents? Oh, he didn't wake up. All right. Well, then I'm gonna. You're coming with me. So she, so we have. Trespassing, breaking and entering, and kidnapping. It's not kidnapping, it's coercion. How old is he? We don't know. We don't kidnapping. know. Kidnapping. Hundreds of years. He's not a child. No, but he was creating, He's an animatronic so he man. Bored. He's not a child. Not Grand a larceny. <laughs> He's Grand not a, larceny. She didn't steal him. His owner is dead. It's finders keepers. Oh, losers weepers. <laughs> it's finders keepers. I do think there's a law on that. That's, that uh, that's code the, uh, uh, 46-2, have a pup or two. <laughs> it's finders the, uh, keepers. The U.S. versus uh, finders versus keepers. <laughs> so he seems excited by all the goings-on in the neighborhood as they drive back to her house. And the neighbors get excited about him as well because these ladies are bored. Gossipy <laughs> like, bitches. They start calling each other. There was a man in her car. Did you see the man in her car? I didn't get a good look at him. And they all like, all right, they I'll meet you on the corner in five minutes. Yes. They don't have Twitter yet. so It takes them way too long to come to that house too. They're like, we'll meet you on the corner. And then they just stand on the corner and stare at the house. They don't knock on the door Mm-mm. till like two days later. Yeah. <laughs> they got a lot of gossiping. They don't know what's going on. So Peg gets Edward into her house, and he is delighted. She shows him all the pictures of her family. Bill is her husband. He's a bowling champion. Her you son know, bowling, is Kevin. Bowling. <laughs> sure does a lot of bowling. With scissors. And I, this is when I had a Sweeney Todd moment. Her daughter is Kim. She's camping with some friends right now, and she is beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like... Kevin kid looks familiar. Who is that? Oh, it's the kid from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I'm yeah. going to watch Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> could we do that on the podcast? It's totally your genre. No. I mean, I could just fucking do it, but it doesn't really meet our criteria. Did you check a score? I check it to score. <laughs> Did you check a demand? <laughs> I will tell you right now. I looked at it. Did it make it a money? Oh, man. It wasn't a pulp. So she says, I think I have some of Bill's old clothes. That's and a 63 meta. Wow. That's so close. I know. And Get on there. Start putting negative reviews. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. It had a budget of $18 million. 
And it made and it made two hundred and twenty-two million dollars. They made so much money. The sequel. The second one wasn't good. They're like, make another. Eighteen million. Yes. That's low. Well, it's all practical effects. It's all puppetry. It was before CGI really was. This movie cost twenty million, and there ain't no giant ants. People riding them around. Well, they had a lot to rent of this entire neighborhood. And then they probably <laughs> had to paint them back. <laughs> I mean, you know, those kids didn't make shit. No. It all went to Rick Moranis. They're doing conventions, talking about how they were married. Hey, honey, I shrunk the kids 30 years ago. <laughs> so he goes, she sends him into Kim's room to change uh, into Bill's old clothes. Except for the one kid, the little brother, the Russ, thing. I think his name was. He was in Big. Oh, really? Yeah. He was the friend in Big. Mm-hmm. Oh. He seems confused by the mirror, cuts his face, that made all the money and punctures Ooh. Kim's waterbed. All right. Ooh, there you Ooh, go. Ooh, snap. Which one is that? Honey, I'm trying to kids. Oh. Rotten Tomatoes. The audience now, was only 50. Let me ask you a question, which is weird. Do you think that this woman is an intelligent woman? I don't know. I'm going to go with she's a big she's fucking idiot. I think she's compassionate, but I don't think she's I don't think she's... Or she's, she's she nice gave lady. a man with scissors for hands a waterbed. <laughs> well, she didn't think. They're simple people. If, you know what? If brains were dynamite, she couldn't blow her nose. <laughs> this waterbed scene was not in the script. Also, well, I think that did they mean this waterbed scene or the next waterbed? Scene? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't think any of the waterbed stuff was. You think trying to get just like let me pop this thing? <laughs> but they did. I did read that this was a continuity error because he did puncture it, and then it just never comes up again. We don't see them patch well, it. Freddy, we don't see anything. Freddie fixed it well, like he did in the other one where he gets killed. He in water. put a stuffed animal over it. <laughs> he put a stuffed animal over that the hole and then slept on it. He would have woke slept. up on the floor and it was wet. Yeah. And John knows because he had a waterbed. I did have a waterbed. My parents had a waterbed. Mine did too, when I was little. Waterbeds were cool. <laughs> yes, they were in the eighties. So. Then he starts trying to put Bill's clothes on over his leathers. Which is that his skin? <laughs> I think so. I think he's I like think the puppets take... in Nine. He has wing wing nuts in his shoulders. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's like the puppets in Nine in full yeah, sane. If you take off that leather, he's probably gonna. Be I think like, he has. Some or what's that? Like, what's that? What's that bad like guy watch. in? Um, <laughs> Hellboy, that's full of sand. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think Vincent Price made actual organs. (laughs) I think he has a cookie heart. He has a heart and a brain. I think he has a cookie heart. According to that book. (laughs) If that book means anything. (laughs) So Peg answers the phone and tries to explain to the neighbor that she found him in the mansion on the hill. His scissors for hands. He's like Robocop. She doesn't think he's ever left from up there before and he was all alone so she brought him home. Part man, part and machine. then All her phone count, just yeah. keeps oh, ringing, <laughs> so she turns the dial on her answering machine so it sends all calls to the tape voicemail, <laughs> which to is the not what it is. But I was like, "That's a cool answering machine." We always have one where it still rang and rang and rang before it. Well, you could you could set on ours old one. You could set the number of rings before it picked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the options was no rings. Interesting. These fancy answering machines. The OG right to voicemail. <laughs> You're too young for these kind of answering machines. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't remember if we ever had. He's one got an actual tape. tape. <laughs> Later, watch the you tape. You had to rewind it and went. <laughs> and you just rewound the tape, and it would write over it. So eventually, it got really bad. All right, so she gets back in to help him as he's stuck trying to get Bill's shirt on. So she helps him. How do you get that on at all? Look. I have no idea. It, he had to have ripped it <coughs> into ribbons, but somehow and then he, he didn't. cuts the suspenders. Yes. Yeah. So he, how did he get the shirt? How did he get those pants on? Well, he certainly couldn't have pants. done the zipper. 
No, he couldn't have. But we saw him pull the pants up by putting the scissors yeah, that's so true. the dull end was in the belt loop. Yeah, you're right. He is capable of doing something. But he couldn't get the pants to stay up. No, because they were huge. And I said to Bill is not that large. <laughs> no, Bill was fat. But Edward was, <laughs> Edward was very slim. Though. Giant Dip did have to lose weight for this role. He was svelte. <laughs> Giant Dip had to lose weight for this role? Yes. Or he did lose weight. He lost 15 pounds for this. Maybe he just decided to. Yeah. So he looked a little gaunt. So the housewives converge outside of Peg's house and the super religious neighbor looks on through her window. The ladies all stay outside until the parade of husbands return from work. And then they run home. They probably should have had dinner ready. I know. (laughs) Some dudes are going to be pissed. So um, we cut to dinner that night. Kevin keeps staring and Bill asks Edward questions about life in the mansion. Bet you can see the ocean from there. Now, they don't say. It was filmed in Florida. But does it take place in Florida? Oh, I thought it took place in California, they said. Did it take place in California? I don't mm. know. I thought it was California. It was It was so, like it reminded him of the neighborhood he grew up in, mm. in Burbank, California, Tim Burton. But mm. it was filmed in, the neighborhood is in Florida, and the shopping center they go to is in Florida. The diner is in Florida. You know what else is in Burbank? <laughs> Harley Davidson Marlboro Man oh, turned thought, into a goddamn Lord, national airport. I should have known. <laughs> but uh, friends, if you get a chance, you want to hear a great episode: Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. You got it in. Edward struggles to eat anything. So I think that again, this is a bad idea because I don't think he has a digestive system. That's what Tony was like. He doesn't go to the bathroom. <laughs> well, he's lived in there since Vincent Price died. And what is he and, eating? And he's, he's not eating anything. anything. So he doesn't he's have a not, digestive system. He doesn't need to eat. So they he's keep being immortal. Though, he does get so hungry. he's they're going to break the machine. He's not a man. He's an on a automaton. Words are hard. Keep drinking. A, he's a uh, construct. Oh, you're looking at the lady in the mirror. Again. <laughs> He's a construct. So he can She's eat, but then apparently nothing happens unless he drinks alcohol and he throws up. <laughs> Maybe. Like, but they ask him if he's hungry that one time and he says he yes. He says yes. I don't know. Maybe he he's just stomach? being polite because he did have etiquette lessons. That's true. <laughs> um, Learned from the old man from the Cape. Kevin wants to take him to show and tell on Monday. And then yes, boring. <laughs> Edward is tucked into Kim's waterbed for the night. Bad idea. Mm. Dumbass. The next morning, all the husbands just put him on the the fold out bed, bed anyway. anyway. Yeah. I I thought maybe because that seems to be Bill's man cave area right. of the house, she mm-hmm. didn't want to immediately put him down there. Uh, okay. Because she brought this, you know, yeah. like like I brought Easy this guy to into the house and he's going to invade yeah. all of my husband's area. Yeah. You know, like it's. I thought it was she's out of town, so for the in. first couple days, yeah, we'll we'll ease that makes him sense. in. <laughs> Um, but all the husbands go off to pursue their hobbies. We see some golfers. We see some, you know, they all get in their cars and drive away. Peg tries to help Edward with his face. She tries blending concealer and adding some lavender. Then she tries smoothing out the surface of his skin, but she cannot figure out how to help him with all of these scars. Well, she had to check the big Avon handbook. Yeah. <laughs> which I kind of want to see. It may exist. <laughs> Too bad I'm done buying you Christmas presents. I'm going to buy you the big Avon handbook. <laughs> I'm just imagining that now. Anyways, 
Later, Ever goes out back and sees Bill trimming the bush like, while what is listening. That? That's what they gave a Why do you have that, Carly? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. <laughs> listening to Kevin's radio as he plays the baseball game. <laughs> what you find? What you find? Looking good, feeling beautiful. The Avon Book of Beauty you can get for three ninety nine. Maybe I still have room for that. Mind <laughs> <laughs> if I buy it first? <laughs> So Edward sees that Bill is half-heartedly trimming a bush while he's listening to his baseball game, and he gets to work on a bush across the yard, and he turns it into a T-Rex sculpture. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. It's not really how bush trimming works, but But he's got a little magic in him. (laughs) I mean, his hands are are made of scissors. You'd think he would have... Uh, trimming techniques that we just don't know about. Uh, I tell you, last year when I paid my lawn guy to trim my bushes, once you get past that front layer of leaves, it's all sticks in there. That's true. <laughs> it wouldn't be all leafy green, but it's a movie. So, anyways, um, he impresses everyone, and then he uh, Peg realizes that her answer machine tape is completely full when she tries to erase or rewind it and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Edward does a family sculpture into another bush. Kevin tries to wash off the scissors, but Bill oh, is no, like, "Oh no, son, that's a terrible you idea." Go to work, get all can. <laughs> He's like, "We stuff. can't, we can't ruin this." <laughs> I never have to trim a bush again. <laughs> bush maintenance is important. <laughs> the religious neighbor comes through the backyard and decla- it's like they have a privacy fence, but they always leave the door open. Yeah, yeah, to the like whole neighborhood. <laughs> Which is so weird. Well, they're a small group. They're real tight. Apparently. Well, it's just one of those things that in movies, your fences are always open. People are always coming to your yeah. yard. But in real life, when strangers come in your yard, it freaks you out. <laughs> well, in the 60s, 30s, 20s, weird. 80s, I mean, 90s, who knows what I mean, you were still okay with company at this point. You didn't hide yes. behind your couch if a stranger rang your doorbell. Yeah. <laughs> you got coffee cake just you in case people stop by. Yeah. Hey, that's for company. You welcome the neighbors. Now you have coffee cake so you can have cake with your coffee. <laughs> Kids who grew up with company-only coffee cake now buy coffee cake as grown-ups just for themselves. Now it's like, what's legally the biggest offense I can have? So my neighbors... Do I have to talk to my neighbor? No. Are moats illegal? Turns out, no. The neighbor moved in and it was 18 months before I even spoke to her. I still haven't talked to her. I yeah, think she's moving out. She did, ha- she did hire a lawn guy, though, which we're very Which I appreciate. I want to knock him back. It's about fucking time. I need to call my lawn guy one last time before. The- and this is my end of the year trim the bushes. <laughs> John just, uh, my lawn guy just mowed the backyard. John did a good job. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> the dogs came outside with me. So the religious neighbor comes over and declares that Edward is a being from hell. <laughs> They're like, don't listen to her. And then the housewives invite themselves over for a barbecue this evening. Mm-hmm. What time you want to come over? Five o'clock. Five time is the and Peg is like, Bill. <laughs> I have to ask a question here. Joyce is her. like, I'm going to bring my ambrosia salad. Does anybody actually like ambrosia salad? Sound off. Um, no. Zeus and um, Hera. I don't know what it is. That's what the Greek god. <laughs> it's like Cool it's Whip like and Jello. Salad? Salad? But, yes, it's like Cool it's Whip like and Jello salad, and. But grosser. <laughs> it's, not it's it's Cool Whip and Jello and fruit. Okay. It's not bad. Like everybody always brings it, and no one ever eats it. I have, I actually, 
strangely mm-hmm. enough, in we went to the library yesterday mm-hmm. in my classroom, and they read the Thanksgiving book they were going to read to us last time when I was I called out because Tony was sick and my staff forgot to take my kids to the library. <laughs> Anyways, it was a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving mm-hmm. book. And the librarian asked my students, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? And one of them said, the jello and fruit salad. <laughs> it's a creamy fruit salad loaded with pineapple, mandarin oranges, coconut, and miniature fruit-flavored marshmallows. We Tony, when you have your next party, I'm bringing the ambrosia uh, salad. We couldn't figure out what she was well, talking about. Well, you just got invited, so that's not going to be a problem. And she was like, it's marshmallows. And we are like, okay, Man, so is it sweet potatoes? It no, it's marshmallows and jello. And the librarian and I are looking at each other like, what the hell is she doing? Like, it seems like it should be good. There are versions of this recipe that use cottage cheese, some that use sour cream or vanilla pudding. How about meat? Is there any And some have just nuts. It's getting worse. Meat, peas, ladyfingers. I feel like my mom called it something else when we were kids. I don't feel like she called it ambrosia salad, but I think it's one of the things that her mom made, you know, back in the 60s and 70s. When they went to when they didn't have taste. things like this. Taste buds weren't invented yet? No. I'm going to have to ask her. But anyways. Yeah. Well, she le- is she a friend of the podcast? My mom? No. <laughs> wow. She's like, no. My mother has a life. <laughs> I think my mom forgets that we have a podcast until we mention it. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're still doing that? My mom was on an episode of the podcast and randomly listens when she's with my sister. That's fun that... Your mom is on the podcast. I don't think my mom remembers we have a podcast. She does love either. the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society movie, though. Mm. She knows it's we have a podcast. She's the one. Yes, she does. <laughs> Welcome her in with that episode. <laughs> that, no, it's Harley Davidson, more romance. <laughs> we should on that. She probably won't enjoy it. Well, I didn't. <laughs> I said we. I meant everyone else at the table, not you. Not so much here, but over here. Picker of the boring ass movie. So the re- <laughs> picker of Michael. <laughs> Battle. The religious neighbor tries to warn them that he's a perversion of nature, which Joyce finds particularly intriguing. Ooh. And then Peg yeah, and Edward prepare food for the barbecue while he has a flashback triggered by the electric can opener. Which mm-hmm. this flashback apparently happened before he was created. So I don't really know how he's having this flashback because it seems to be when the old man is thinking, I should make a boy. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe he was told the story of his birth many times. Maybe. I was about to say that. Maybe mm-hmm. he was told about it. Or maybe his inside is made of that robot that had the heart cookie put up. Maybe maybe he was part part robot. The old man used part of his memories in the brain. I don't know. I don't know. Let's not worry about the science of creating. Seems like he has some magic. But turns out the giant scary machine in the mansion is to make cookies. (laughs) And the least efficient way to make cookies on the planet. There is no way that cookies came from that assembly line. Those weird robots with the flexible legs that are doing the cookie cutters, those are all just on top of each other. It doesn't matter that they can't cut the cookies because there's no way those beaters were whipping any better. That's true, too. It's bizarre. So, at the barbecue, the neighbors are welcoming, make jokes, and are impressed by the sculptures Edward made. Joyce thinks Edward is exceptional, wonders if his hands are hot or cold, and starts a trend of the ladies feeding him their food as they invite them to their houses. 
And this guy's not even getting a chance to swallow. We don't know if he has a stomach and they're just shoveling Ooh. shit in his mouth. <laughs> it never comes up that he's not a person. Like, <laughs> well, like does he have a tallywhacker? Like, it never no. comes up. We saw him. He's smooth like a Ken doll. Like, when she helps him put the shirt on, she doesn't say, can we take these leathers off or are they your skin? <laughs> And all this food he's eating, it never comes up. How do you get out of Oh, it sure does come up when you taste the lemonade. Well, in the trivia, it says that the story is told from the perspective of Edward. So that's why everything is whimsical or fantastical and all the buildings kind of look scary. know the answers to those Well, he might just not have, he might just have ignored that when they were asking those questions. Yeah, that's true too. (laughs) Even though... How the movie can be from the perspective of Edward when we're clearly being told this story by an old lady. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely some POV problems. Yes. I told Tony there's a few things they don't want us to examine further. <laughs> they, want us they don't to want you pulling on any threads. <laughs> yes, he's a magical man with scissors for hands. Yeah. Well, how do, no. It's a fairy tale. <laughs> the answer to your question is He no. obviously does not have a tally whacker because he would have cut it off long ago. Oh, poor guy. Mm-hmm. There is there there can't be. Yeah. That night, he has scissors well, for hands. He, it would be, it would be. Um, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, um, Dangerous. Yes, <laughs> but but not. There's. Oh man, it would not be okay you, to make a you man. You don't give them the tallywhacker before you get rid of the scissor hands. <laughs> yeah. Give him the human hands, then you can give him a tallywhacker. If you give him a tallywhacker, what does he need a tallywhacker for? He's going to fucking make cookies and hang out with Vincent Price. <laughs> then again, you know. For frosting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Ugh. I like how the girls didn't think it was funny, but the guys did. I liked my own joke because that was good. All of our uh, male listeners think that's hilarious. Ben, tell them. So. That night, Edward remembers the etiquette lessons that the inventor gave him as he was being put together. And in rewatching the scene, I like today, how his hair is cut. When I did my notes, yes, he does have nice hair at this it's, point. It's a very nice quaff. He doesn't seem to have quite as many scissors as his hands. And Tony wanted me to pause so he could look at the books behind him. And that's when I realized that that's his leg in front of him. I thought he was like sitting at a table. No, no, and he's, he's, he's just only from the belly button up. <laughs> he's very intricate. And Vincent Price is very old. But uh, they have an etiquette lesson. They read some poetry, Maybe he's which is Edward more like a lyric. Because he's going to die. Yeah. So what is he doing? Why does he make so many cookies? I don't know. I guess that's just what he Maybe likes he to eat. makes cookies and gave them to the kids in the neighborhood. So because he's like Willy Wonka? Maybe cookies really can buy the necessities of life. Maybe that's how the inventor I made know, money. I wrong. Is he sold cookies. Yeah. Maybe his name is, his real name is not Old Man, it's Otis Spunkmeyer. (laughs) So that's the weirdest last name for a cookie. Spunkmeyer? (laughs) Maybe he mixes blood into cookies. That had to have been a real dude because you would not name your cookie, you would not put spunk in your cookie Uh, name. I've never thought about that before. And now you can't. (laughs) Now she'll never eat those again. (laughs) It's not like it's the number one cookie I eat anyway. No. I like Nisle Tolauza. (laughs) They're French. So Kim <laughs> arrives home early from camping and goes to her room as she's like undressing. Like you're supposed to, yeah. Edward puts his hands up over his face, but he's still looking. <laughs> he I love that. He's like, oh, no. to make him less scary. <laughs> he's just like hiding his face. So now he's showing her the scissors. <laughs> yeah. So this poor girl goes into her room, starts taking her, you know, crusty old clothes off that she's been camping in. 
you get that. And she turns around and there's a man with fucking knives in her back. <laughs> she, she has the screamed. appropriate reaction. <laughs> Yells and runs. This scares him. He ends up puncturing a lot of holes in the bed now. And I love how he's been walking out like all traumatized and the father just takes him and he's like, no, no, this way. And he's like, okay. The son wakes up and dad's like, no, nah, just go back. It's just Edward. It's just everybody is like, it's just Edward. Calm down. Like, and who is Edward? Like, no! <laughs> Why is there a fictional monster in my bed? <laughs> Don't, it's, it's okay, we got him from the scary house at the end of the street. Oh, well then, as long as you did that. Well then, that, I just tell him to slide over. Yeah. So, Bill takes him Remember into the Remember that crazy monster wizard dude that made cookies for people? Yeah. He oh. made them. It's all good. <laughs> and then he takes him to the basement to sleep on the pullout. Which was there all along. Yeah. <laughs> And then he has some lemonade. Edward is very freaked out. So Bill gives him some lemonade, with air quotes. It is not lemonade. And no. talks to him about teenage girls are crazy. They it seems to short-circuited uh, yeah, Edward's system because he's just like... <laughs> Can you do that a little bit longer? <laughs> I sure she could. <laughs> The lemonade, I said, does something to him. Kim asked her mom why she brought it. She's like, why did you bring him here? It's like, because I couldn't leave him all by himself. But why did he have to come here? Why is he staying in my room? Yeah. What is happening? I know, you did put a strange man in my bed. That's With upsetting. legitimate weapons fused to his wrists. In my she has some concerns. <laughs> also, why didn't her parents know she was home? Uh, she came home she early. Came back home early. Yeah, but... When your door opens, no, 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 like no. you, like somehow in in this small little urban area, she didn't that make everybody any knows noise. Each other and everybody, nobody. She's quiet like a mouse. Nobody knows when anybody's going on. I you mean, didn't people, hear a car door shut. Now, people can I leave. tell you, I sleep like that. Where Tony can come and go. A man, I don't know what time she gets home. Half the time, no. I am asleep. If people, yeah, but if people my close mom the door, had that hearing. <laughs> Once you have kids, you don't ever sleep good again. If people close the door two courts over. I'm up. So. Yeah, facts. I'm not. No, you're not. <laughs> I used to Bombs be like be that, and then I had kids. And now I, I miss being 19 and being able to sleep through anything. Yeah, no. I could be 19. <laughs> no, you can't. Too much wisdom. wisdom. <laughs> you need a better eye cream, babe. <laughs> so anyway, um, Peg is like, look, you scared the crap out of him. She's like, I scared him. He doesn't have eyebrows. <laughs> Why don't you go down to the basement with He doesn't me? have eyebrows. No, he doesn't. He's a monster. <laughs> is anybody, is anybody not he doesn't have eyebrows. And his, hair, his hair is three feet tall. <laughs> he has scars all over his face. And he, by the way, he has scissors fused to his... Did I mention there's scissors fused to his wrists? All the time. He's he... a little frightening. If it wasn't Johnny Depp, this would be a horror film. It is a horror film. Well, No, it's not. Because it's Johnny Depp. No. No. If this was no. Danny DeVito, this would be a completely <laughs> different movie. Oh, I want to see this movie with Danny DeVito playing Edward Scissorhands. What song? Oh, like, as I recall, it was a horror film. What is that? Oh, that's, that, uh, that's that Lonely Island song. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That's why. That can be your end exit Wait, song. Wait, you got mad because I said spunk? 
and you like jizzed in my it's pants. Delightful. It's a favorite song. Plays, I don't think anybody who has ever jizzed in their pants has described it as delightful. <laughs> no, but I play the Thanksgiving. My song favorite Lonely Island song. Because I love turkey. <laughs> no, I'm on a boat. Uh, that one's good too. It's a classic, and it's actually no, Dick in a Box. I'm sorry, stop. Yes, there you go. <laughs> the best Lonely Island song is Dick in a Box. Oh, man. That's a Christmas song. One. <laughs> Cut a hole in the, the box. box. Two. Two. You put, put your junk, junk in that box. box. Three. Make a open, open the, the box. box. <laughs> open the box. That's the way you do it. You make a open the box. No. <sighs> no. You open the box. All it's right. a dick in a box. So Kim goes to meet him song. downstairs. And they introduce her and Edward falls over. He passes out. Well, because he's short circuit. malfunctions. Yeah. <laughs> His motherboard got wet. So that seems like a euphemism for sex. No. Do you know how many times I had to type that he was trimming the bushes, and I thought, "Oh my god, this is gonna happen." No, the whole but time. if you said, if you said her motherboard got wet, it did. that's a euphemism for sex. Yeah. So Edward goes to Joyce's house and put the disc in trims the hard her bushes. Drive. And he does <laughs> into kissing swans. She wow, offers him lemonade, mm-hmm. and he throws up because well, he yeah. thinks lemonade is what he was given. Also, he might still be hungover. Yeah, I don't know like, what happened to him. Like as she's making the drink, he does seem to have a dry mouth problem. <laughs> My question: Did Vincent Price give him a liver? I don't so know. So then his body can't process alcohol. All we know is he has a brain and a heart, and his heart might have been made of cookies. Jury's <laughs> 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 You might have jizz-covered cookies for a while. Ew! <laughs> Spunkmeyer cookies. Yeah. Oh, Spunkmeyer cookies. The big old Otis Spunkmeyer cookies. Kevin brings Edward to show and tell, and he's a hit. <laughs> yeah. You think? He would be. He can cut off your roommate. head and make paper dolls. He's my roommate slash weapon. Isn't he cool? Sleeping on my dad's couch. So like you just look at the bully and be like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> this, this guy can cut your legs off. Kim and her boyfriend Jim and Suzanne, her friend, walk in the neighborhood and talk about how creepy all of these topiary sculptures are. <laughs> Edward sees them and calls out to Kim, but she's embarrassed by the whole situation. And her boyfriend's like, Eddie, he's, she's waiting I for wish you. I we had a giant dinosaur topiary in the backyard, It though. would be cool. Uh, when the neighbor had the giant skeleton in his yard, that The was dolphins cool. were cool, too, that were half jumping. Yes. That was pretty cool. What would you think about the Georgie statue? <laughs> Oh, Lord. Not so much. Anyways. <laughs> I put my feet on you. Jim keeps giving Kim, because they're Jim and Kim, mm-hmm. a hard time about how Edward seems to have a crush on her. He wants to give her a hard time. Yeah. That's for damn sure. Oh, he has. I think he has. Too. Yeah. I think they've had sex in his buddy's van. Because he keeps oh, yeah. saying, don't you want us to get a van of our own with a mattress in the back? And she's like, yeah. N- what? <laughs> what? And that what? is a straight up murder van. That driver has to come around and let them out. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That is a murder van. That's a Ted Bundy move right there. <laughs> can't get out from the inside. Like when they sold that Do van. Do you think they make him get out of the van when they fuck in the back? I, Probably not. I think that's the only reason why that chick is involved in any of the robbery later is to get them out of their fucking van. <laughs> no. It's a fucking van for sure. <laughs> She's like, this is our fucking van. Get that <laughs> asshole out. <laughs> the fucking van. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, so they all eat dinner at Kim's house that night, and Edward is carving the meat and passing it out. And Susanna's like, "No, I'm no. not." He, he cut it with his hands. <laughs> she says, "I'm sorry, that's not sanitary." That you, you know, cut all the neighbors' fucking trees with, and you cut your face every five minutes, and water beds, and yeah, that's. that's and we're not like, washing them; we're oiling them. There's only yeah. 17 people at the table. Can someone else cut it? Yeah. Besides oh, the monster. <laughs> With no eyebrows? Edward accidentally drops you really, meat on Kim's It's weird. Why don't you have eyebrows? It's a lack of eyebrows. <laughs> your favorite Trisha is why the you one getting, missing. Why yeah. are you getting eyebrows after your hands and a dick? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know about the dick. Yeah, well, <laughs> for the vernacular, tallywhack. Tally sometimes sorry. eyebrows are such an important thing you don't realize until they're missing. <laughs> Right, people's faces would look weird without them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Less expressive. I don't have that much. <laughs> but there's something there. <laughs> people like who if, shave them look like aliens. Yeah. I'm glad that, that time is over. People shave them, they would do like the they pencil them thing. So that there are these weird lines. They like, still do that. I'll, you don't I, look at them. But I don't mind when they do the Egyptian thing. Oh my God, the dog just do the licked thing. my feet. The, the, dog, the dog's head is over here. Uh, he licked my feet. But the dog's head was over here when you got freaked out about it, so... Oh, because your feet were up here where they shouldn't have been. Uh-huh. Oh, Keep Lord. your feet where they shouldn't be. You were mean to me, so I had to put but my you, feet on. Keep your big toe where it doesn't go. I would never put my big toe anywhere it didn't go. Because you, you put your feet any, anywhere we'll near it. This is, this is Chael's week. domain. He'll lick them. You're All right. So, the next thing we see is Ever gets distracted when trimming a bush and trims a dog. The lady loves it, and word gets around, and now he has a line of dogs to grow. Because these neighbor ladies are like, this dude is awesome. He'll trim our bushes, he'll trim our dogs. And then they're like, hey, what about us? And then Joyce is like, will you cut my hair? And she there's not a line of people waiting with their dogs. (laughs) Her motherboard gets wet while he cuts this hair. Oh, yeah. She's being a real futon. (laughs) She's something. So, yeah, she, she seems to get off on it. And then we get some very Susian hairstyles. Yeah, it's very yeah. like Whoville up yeah. in this place now. Um, Peg finally gets a hold of the big boss at Avon to get advice on how to help Edward. See, the Christmas is all over this movie. And she has some imaginative ideas. There's something on my glasses. Now it's your finger. Help. Because I keep seeing the What is your dog doing? Me. He wants attention. He put his... Paw on the back of your chair. He's trying to touch me. He does that. So Edward goes with Helen to get his scissors sharpened up and sees Kim with Jim and her <laughs> friends at the shopping center. Women Bim. <laughs> <laughs> when he gets home, Kim and Jim are locked out of the house. And Kim's like, hey, do you have a key? And he's like, no, he doesn't need one. He just walks right in. Puts his scissors in the lock and pops it. And Jim is like, damn, you don't scratch it or break it or anything. That's impressive. File that right away. Jim hatches an oh, idea. Oh, that comes up again later. Mm-hmm. Edward ends up on a talk show where the audience asks him questions. It's going to drive me crazy. Um, and his favorite thing about his new life are the friends he's made. Um, he absolutely would be interested in speaking to a doctor who could help him with, with his hand situation. And his eyebrow situation. And his tallywhacker situation. If it made him not as special. Edward would always be special. He'd be a created person. I mean, that's what Tony said. He's not 
a human. No, he has wing nuts sticking out of his shoulders. BT dubs. And no eyebrows. Yeah, you can spin them bitches off, and I don't know what happens. His arm falls off. His arm might fall off. It might. That'd be how he holds his tallywhacker on. I, I, it's just mind-blowing. No one... It would be the first thing I would notice. Like, you have metal rods attached to your elbow to your wrist that are scissors, by the way. <laughs> I'm not making eye contact because you don't have eyebrows. But I, I am interested is in, in this apparatus we have going on here. Oh, but he accidentally cuts the also wire. Also metal boots. He doesn't accidentally cut the wire. He doesn't want to answer the question, so he cuts it. Oh, you think he does that? Absolutely, just... 100%. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, he cuts the wire. Because they asked, is there a special someone? He doesn't want to answer that question because he doesn't want to say Kim because he's embarrassed. That's why Jim's like, yeah, Kim. And he's embarrassed, doesn't want to answer the question. He cuts the line. Oh. I don't think he knew it was going to shock him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was just going to cut the line. But I thought it was an accident. No. It does 100%. shock him. His chair goes Undo over. Pete. Yes. Um, and like a Christmas tree. This is when Jim says, "Man, I wish I was recording. I would give my left nut to see that again." And they are giving says, that can be him a hard time <laughs> because he would have said her name. <laughs> Joyce takes Edward to an empty store and, that she thinks would work as a salon for him. She wants to partner, basically. It seems like design the whole place and be the greeter. And mm-hmm. talk to the customers. If I wanted to get my hair cut which, and saw her, I'd leave. When she takes him to see the beauty salon, which is a clothed beauty salon, and she tells him her plans to re- renovate it, it seems like she wants to front the money for a beauty yes. salon. Well, but then the later, bank. he has to go to the bank to get a loan. But if she's buying, it sounds like she's going to buy the beauty salon. Until he decides not to bang her. Yeah. Which he's never going to bang her. He doesn't have the equipment. He, he doesn't have a tally whacker. He might have it. it might he might sp- have an appendage that he can screw he, on. It, would, it might still be in the attic. Oh, he should well, put it on before he left. Because he didn't think he was going to need it. Yeah. Oh, So, anyways, she takes him to the back and tries to seduce him. When she climbs on top of him and leans forward, though, the table flips and then he flees. <laughs> and he goes to the restaurant across the way where the Boggs family is having dinner. Bill is thrilled about this law idea because now he can have an income. And he doesn't acknowledge at all that Edward says, and then she took me to the back and took all of her clothes off. Yeah. <laughs> There's, Bill is fun because he's slightly oblivious, he, he but giving the best dad advice of your life. <laughs> when he's on, he's on. When he's out, he's out. And Peg and Kim are both like, what? And then Bill just keeps on yeah. going. Well, I mean, all the men of the neighborhood. I I bet all the men of the neighborhood just pretend anything that they just don't hear anything about that woman because then they would have to acknowledge that their buddy's wife is a giant S L U T. Slut. Slut. So he's like, you still got to get a loan so that you can do the business, but that should be a snap. You have quite a reputation. Everybody loves you. You do a good job. And then when reality hits, they're like, yeah, banks don't give a fuck how popular you are. They wonder if you could pay back a loan. They go to the bank, and it's literally just a building that says bank. (laughs) There's nothing inside. The funnest thing about this building is it has a tiny door. Yeah. <laughs> the same thing with when they go to jail. Like, the yeah. the way they've done the building facade is very are, fun. Or nothing. And the he bank's has, like, I'm sorry, you're not actually a person. Yeah, I'm not yeah. giving you anything. <laughs> he says you don't have any credit history, any former address. You don't have a security number, so you might as well not exist. No collateral, no nothing. Nothing. 
And Peg is like, I know we've taken out a second on the house. And Tony goes, how? What for? They don't have anything. Yeah, it's like they live, they live very modestly. They have a television. They didn't have a lot of appliances. What did they take the second mortgage out on? And I was like, I bet it's her fucking Avon. <laughs> she probably bought a bunch of Avon shit they couldn't afford. Because what, what else? Maybe. Well, you said they had two cars. Maybe maybe cars were pricey. I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, I was like, that's that kid only thing. Because they don't have. They don't live extravagantly. They have a bunch of big empty rooms <laughs> with weird little teeny art. It doesn't seem like they're trying to pay for their daughter to go to college yeah. either. She just doesn't... You don't get that vibe that that's no. what's happening here. Or the son. Because she's not in college and you, you don't get that impression. Mm-hmm. I assume she was in high school. <laughs> so, um, anyways. So, let's see. Where am I? I lost my spot. He doesn't get the look. Peg is like, look, we'll get you the money somehow. Jim presents the idea to Kim that they should have Edward help them break into his dad's man cave and steal all of his toys. So earlier at that dinner, he was talking about how his dad got all of these fancy new toys. And because Top he got all these fancy toys, the mom got CD a whole renovated kitchen. Basically, Jim's parents We're really are the movie here. loaded, or the most loaded people in this neighborhood. And but they don't believe in giving him things, and so they won't help him buy a car. Wonder, wonder why? They, <laughs> and he has a lot of uh, animosity about that. It's one of life's great mysteries. Mm. So uh, he wants them to steal his dad's things. They're all insured. It's a victimless crime yeah. in his opinion. That's not true. <laughs> they got a guy they think they can hack. Uh, hawk it to or something and then he'll be able to buy a van that he and kim can use for themselves and i'm sure dad won't have any interest in where this van came from now friends there's no saying it's a victimless crime because this is how it works you make a report to the insurance company now premiums go up because they had to make a payment so when you say victimless crime that's not true you're the victim what kind of shit son do you have if you have to lock your man cave and have a have separate alarm system shit. for it. Because yeah. the house yeah, has an alarm system <laughs> that he apparently doesn't have a code to. Because he did say in the beginning, if they set their alarm, I'm screwed. Yeah. Just to go home. <laughs> yeah. You should them. be able to go home. Is he supposed to be staying with his buddy? He's supposed to be on the murder? camping trip. They came home early. And he said, I hope they didn't set the alarm. Because then I'll be screwed when I wake the whole house up in the night. Because I arrived home. Well, it's like, don't you have a code? You live there. <laughs> Apparently, he's not trustworthy. Clearly, he's a well, piece of shit. That. Not for much longer. I mean, maybe his dad's an asshole, and we his never son his became dad. that way. But we never meet we his dad. We don't get don't any of that. It's not really an issue for much longer. Yeah. So Kim really doesn't like this idea. She's like, there has to be another way. Yeah. Why don't you find the key? Why don't you like? She's not like we can't steal from your dad. She's like, there has to be a better way that doesn't involve Edward for you to steal from your dad. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I've racked my brain. This is the only way. Nobody says, get a job. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Maybe talk to Edward and set up some kind of like dog thing or something. You can help him. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe could you could help shit. with his business. Anyways. But maybe no, you could help bag. him actually charge people for the stuff Well, there's no way he wants to do anything with Edward. He thinks he's a creepy baby who likes his girlfriend. But he pressures her into (laughs) asking Edward to help them. So then we cut to the break-in because she did ask Edward to help them. And, of course, he said yes. He gets them into the house. 
And then he gets in the man cave, but it turns out his dad has a separate alarm system for the man cave. The old secondary lock. And Edward gets trapped in there. Everybody else runs for it. Kim doesn't want to leave Edward there, but Jim picks her up and throws her in the van. And then she's yelling the whole time that they have to go back for him. And he says, absolutely, we will not. All the cops arrive. All you have to do is tell them that you messed up on the, the code and... They'll do that because no, my dad will prosecute because his own son, especially his own son. And I think she's right. Yeah. You live there. You have a really good excuse. Yeah. You're not going to yeah. let him take the fall. Like, I hey, wanted you have pictures? to show. I'm in those. Well, there's no... I wanted to show my friend the system my dad got. Yeah. <laughs> I was drunk. And there was literally no way to expect Edward wouldn't just tell on you. Yeah. He doesn't because it's a movie, but why wouldn't he? He would. He, he didn't even know what under, was going on. He, says, he would. A hundo he tells, pee. I'll kill him. Yeah. Which I'm gonna kill the he's guy with a scissor hands. Weird baby automaton. He would Can definitely. He would definitely talk. <laughs> that's another, that's another. Yeah. At no point he would he not talk. Even like <laughs> he doesn't later, she's like, "Thank you for not telling," and he would definitely talk. When Peg goes to the police which we haven't with the jail which we haven't seen yet and says did anybody put you up to this he would have said yes yeah. even if he didn't he talk didn't to the cops he would have told peg yes he would have but told we do peg. find out later that he did know what was going on he just did it all for kim but <laughs> you know I knew that was with they the the level that it's hard to say without saying like he's you know on a spectrum or you something you can't give him an idea because he's, he's not a, not a he's person not he's not a person but his thing is is at different points in the movie, he really has no idea what's going on, but at other points, he really knows what's going on, and it's like, okay, this is, you know. Yeah. So, um, Edward comes out when the police call him out, and they've unlocked the alarm system. They threaten to shoot him if he doesn't put his weapons down, and eventually... Which I don't think would have done anything. The, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The, uh, they're on the, like... Foghorn thing or whatever it's called. The foghorn? What is it? The whatever. It's a bullhorn. They foghorn. They're, okay. they're, on the they're on the foghorn. They're, they're like, foghorn. I said, I said, like, I said, I said, I said, put it down, boy. <laughs> Luckily, I keep my fellas numbered for just such an occasion. <laughs> nah, it's like they're on top of a lighthouse. <laughs> <laughs> so they're calling, though, put your weapons down and we'll have to open fire. And the housewives wake up and come out, and they're like, no, those are his hands. We know him. Don't shoot him. We know him. Don't you think the cops would have known there's a man with scissor hands staying in the neighborhood? You would think it'd get around. probably would get around. You would think there would be a... Like, there's I cops mean, sitting around like, you would believe this yesterday. shit. After yeah. he was yeah, on TV, it was on TV, they would know what No, they would know that beforehand, because if the women gossip on the corner, I'm sure the cops would have found out about yeah. it. Well, maybe no cops live in this neighborhood, but... They would definitely know about him after they saw him on TV. I'm and sure when the man all the cops don't it's choice. not like, yeah. look, oh. I'm sh- maybe, but after you saw him on TV, there's a distinct difference between a man with scissors for hands and a criminal holding a knife or a single pair of scissors. I'm sorry, I still would have been like, oh, that guy's got scissors for hands. I say we shoot him. Yeah, I like when they cuff him though. <laughs> cuff him into the big scissor pieces. Oh, man. So, they arrest him. They cuff him. Peg blames herself because she obviously was envious of Jim's family's money. And this is Jim's family's home that he's trying to burgle. 
She <laughs> she also did tell him that they would get the money for the salon somehow, but she didn't mean by stealing. She never meant by stealing. You don't get anything by stealing. And and Bill says, except in a heap of trouble, or except yeah. in a heap of trouble. <laughs> That's great. The next morning, Edward is deemed fine and released, even though the psychiatrist says his view of reality is grossly underdeveloped and he cannot sense right from wrong. And the cop is very worried about Edward. <laughs> He's like, you're going to keep me up at night. Good people. He's like, are you sure it's safe to release him? And the guy's like, yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. When they get home, the news stations are there that trying to question Edward. And the housewives are outside discussing how it could have been any of their houses because he's so dangerous, especially after what happened to Joyce. I'm sorry. They I believe mean, Joyce at all? I couldn't believe Joyce has probably her. slept with half of their husbands. There's no way they believe Joyce's ter- side of the story. No. They, There's just no way. They all just turn on. Yeah, but everybody turns on Edward. There's no way they would be friends with Joyce to begin with. Let's be real. <laughs> I would believe they were friends with Esmeralda, Esmeralda the crazy religious lady, before they're <laughs> friends with Joyce. <laughs> so the housewives are all discussing it. Um, they, the religious lady, Esmeralda, comes out and she's like, I warned you about him. Maybe now you'll listen. No one wants to come get their hair cut by Edward anymore. The neighbors even tell Peg they don't think she should have the Christmas party she always has. Kim comes home and is all apologetic and grateful to Edward because he didn't tell on them. And he tells her he knew it was Jim's house all along and he did it because she asked him to. Then Jim comes in the backyard and Edward has a visceral reaction to seeing him. Kim yells at him and... And she's like, why did you come here and uh, look what you did? And he says, "Uh, look, I did my best. My dad's not pressing charges because he thinks that he's retarded. (laughs) He used the R word? Yeah, he used the R word. It was 1990. It was was 1990 when this movie came out. It was the 80s when this was filmed. (laughs) But he did his best. And Kim's like, no, your best would have been the truth. But you're not going to tell the truth. And he's like, look, if I tell the truth, you're going to get in just as much no trouble boobs as in this. I will. Because you were there, too. Well, she's like, no boobs in but it was not my idea, and I didn't stuff. want to be there. And he says, it doesn't matter. Yeah, there was no nipples in the back. <laughs> and he's either. not wrong here. <laughs> he's about, he's wrong about a lot of things here. But he's not wrong about that. She would get in just as much yeah, trouble. She was there. It doesn't matter if she didn't yeah, like it. Yeah, they don't give a shit. You're she all went. accomplices. <laughs> Same with Van Guy and his girlfriend. Van Guy. Guy driving the van. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I never. The wheel man. Him. The wheel man. The wheel man's like, um, I didn't rob the bank. I drove the car. Hey. So you were involved. Edward cuts the curtains. I and didn't then know. Yeah. Goes into the bathroom and cuts everything in the bathroom to ribbons. Yeah. Uh, Bill says he's like, look, we'll help you find a way to replace all that stuff, but our confidence in you is on the decline here, yeah. Edward. <laughs> it's almost like you're a crazy monster with scissor hands. And then he's like, all right, ethics question. That we brought to our house. Based on absolutely nothing. Oh, man. Mm. Yes, and he decides to give him an ethics lesson. You find a bag of money. And what do you do with it? And he gives him like 17 options. Like, dude, keep it three. He, it's four, This I kid, think. This kid doesn't he know. He says, you keep it for yourself. You give it to your friends and loved ones. You give it to the poor, or you turn into the police. Yeah. I thought those were the only maybe it was four, but it just seemed like too many. And he uh, says he would give it to his low. loved ones, and Kim says she would also give it to her loved ones. 
She's like, maybe it's not the right thing to do, but it's the nice thing to do. That doesn't not make if it you okay. You are the one that lost the money. And Dad's like, that's cool, but that's not ethics. And we're not <laughs> trying to confuse is... him. We're trying to teach him right from wrong. Not that's nice what he doesn't for get. me. <laughs> no wonder Edward is so confused living in this family. He's like, I didn't ask to come here, bitch. You made me. <laughs> so that none of the neighbors are going to come to the Christmas party, and they all gossip about how Edward shredded the curtains. Mm. Peg is now Edward's only client, and he gives her a haircut. Every day? Yeah, I guess so. That's why her hair is getting shorter and shorter. No shit. <laughs> the family decorates for Christmas, and Peg is excited about the party. Kim is distracted by what looks like snow in the backyard. It's Edward making an ice sculpture. Where did the ice come from? Tony wants to know. <laughs> Throughout the rest of this movie, I want to know where these ice... Statues no, no. Come so I can accept that maybe Peg bought the ice sculpture for the party. For the party. For this one. Maybe, maybe, thing. yes. Okay. But how is an automaton with no money or security or credit card purchasing large blo- enough large blocks of ice to make it's San snow. Bernardino snow or yeah. wherever this is? All true. It's Burbank. <sighs> So she, Kim's distracted by the snow. She goes outside. It's Edward making the ice sculpture. She dances in the snow. It's a nice moment until Jim yells out and distracts Edward, and her hand is outstretched, and Edward accidentally slices, slices her hand. Sure I mean, the man can. has scissors for hands. Mm-hmm. Man maybe, has maybe give him ten feet. <laughs> so, but he was in the Don't zone. Don't startle him. And yeah. he wasn't anywhere. Go be close and call him. Here's the thing. Like he he off when he's working. It's weird too because he doesn't actually even really seem to notice her dancing. No. Well, he's locked. He's locked in. He's he's making his little. And it's it's really Jim hollering that makes him go wah, and that's when he cuts her. So it's Jim's fault. Yes. Yes. Fuck Jim anyway. Looks like Jim. <laughs> Spoilers. Least favorite character. So um, not mine. I'm just kidding. It's Peg. Then Jim sends Kim in with Peg to tend to her wound. He's like, he cut her, and and then he pushes him away. He's like, get out of here. Nobody wants you here. And Dad is on the roof singing Christmas and putting fake snow on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> on Christmas day in the morning. I think we should guess. On the day the of the party, like they waited until the day of uh, the Christmas party to decorate true. for Christmas. Hey, he's got a big job of sitting around doing nothing. You got some baseball games and bowling to do. It just seems like, why would you be putting ornaments on your tree the day of your party? This would have been done last week, because right now you're getting all the food together and all the drinks together. <laughs> I don't think he's doing all that. Well, it's a good thing that they're not getting any food together, because no one's coming to the party. That's true. So, uh, Edward flees, and Bill overhears this altercation. He comes down. Kim comes out. Where did Edward go? Uh, he left, and Bill's like, I'll go find him, and he just walks after him. And uh, Kim tells Jim to leave. <laughs> and I think this is when she, like, breaks up with him. She's like, I don't, don't love, you, love anymore. you anymore. And he's like, you're leaving me for that guy? And I'm like, no, she's leaving you because you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and that no, guy. There's something here, like, so they talk, he makes fun of her the whole time because, um... Edward has a crush on her. But they don't really, like, Edward looks at her and finds her pretty. You kind of get that impression. But it's not like he says things or does things for her to make anybody else think that he's in love with her. He lurks at her. But he doesn't really. So it's a weird like, thing. He's really, he's out and doing his own thing most of the time. Jim is like, <laughs> you're leaving me for him? Why? She, like, 
You don't she even have a tallywhacker. It doesn't make any sense. She hasn't shown she has feelings for Edward. No. She's just like she's shown that she has compassion for him and she treats but him she feels sorry like a person. And then <laughs> even when she danced in the snow, she was it was a magical moment, but it does like she doesn't love him. It's not a magical moment for like Edward. Had. It's because of the falling and snow. It, it like there seems to be this I don't know, it's a weird through line, but like There's a weird there's a weird forcing of Edward yes. and her together that's not really there. No. He, he has a crush on her because he's never seen a girl before. And she's, and she's pretty. She feels sorry for him because he's a monster. And but they're they're they really towards the end they really ramp up and force this they're in love. And I'm like, are they? <laughs> yeah, it's weird because they shouldn't be. Why well, don't forever? What? Because so, they because they really want this to be like a romantic romancy love thing at the end, and it just it, it isn't. You want to know a better um, romance with a magical automaton? Go watch Mannequin. And how it Hundred percent, way better, it's not wrong. and She's makes not more wrong. sense. You want a good they're, romance story? They're loving the whole movie. They even bang and talk about each other. And you know. I would never interrupt you to get a piece of wood. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was really good too. That episode. It was fun. Go back and listen to that episode. It was fun. It was good. I say Hollywood a few times. <laughs> that was the origin of the favorite tertiary objects. Yeah. <laughs> Edward destroys things as he stalks through the neighborhood. Mostly his topiary sculptures that are in people's yards. Although he does. But he does puncture someone's tire. And Carly thought maybe it was um, Joyce. Joyce. <laughs> maybe. And then he carved that demon for outside Esmeralda's window, <laughs> yeah, which was awesome. funny. But the housewives are like, we're calling the police. And He's like, I don't care. So the, the policeman <laughs> drives around the neighborhood. He goes to the Boggs house looking for Edward, but he's not there. He drives to the neighborhood, and he tells the housewives to go home and let them handle it. But they do. She's like, I'm going. Yeah. Like, Is that illegal when they tell you to go home, and then you go right in the middle of a crime scene? These women <laughs> Is don't there care. a crime scene? It's about to be. Not yet. But it's not yet. As Peggy and Kim wait for Bill to get back, with, I wrote Bill, with, <laughs> with Edward. Hello. Peg tells Kim that maybe she didn't think the situation through and maybe Edward should go home because at least he's safe there. Yeah, she's like, I didn't think about the danger to him. So, Bill comes home, didn't find Edward. He and Peg go to drive around because he was just on foot and mm-hmm. Edward walks faster than he does. <laughs> they go to drive around. Kim is told to stay home in case anyone comes from the party. Edward sees the police looking for him and goes back to the Boggs' house. He and Kim have a moment where he's afraid to hug her. She's like, hold me. And he says, I can't. I can't. I literally have... I don't know if anybody's heard. <laughs> I literally have knives fused to my wrist. And have you seen my face? <laughs> a flashback of when the inventor died and he rubbed his, his hand along the man's face and... Cut him. Cut him, yeah. And he broke his hand. Well, he was going to give him his the, the hands. But and then yeah. he obviously he, had a heart attack and died. And he tried to catch him and he cuts him And all here's up. my question. What part of the building a robot process he likes scissors and then hands? I think he still needed him to help make the fake cookies make that he the was cookies? putting his blood in to feed to the children. Right. <laughs> can't have that go away. That's a weird sentence. I don't want to pick that apart. Moving on. So then Kim puts his arms around her in a way that makes her Doesn't feel Doesn't kill safe, her immediately. 
So now she's surrounded by knives. Yes. <laughs> no sudden movements. Completely yes. protected. Don't startle by them. the ring of knives. <laughs> Jim has gone to drink in the van and rant about Edward and how Kim dumped him and makes his friend who just told him I feel like I'm gonna pass out or throw up, drive him back to Kim's house. He's like, don't make me drive, man. And he's like, You're gonna drive. Because Jim is a quality dude. And the friend is the like the friend is like, Man, maybe she's right about you. <laughs> yeah. You think? So at the same time, Kevin is leaving his friend's house to go home, and we see that the drunk driver is about to hit Kevin. He's swerving all over the road. And, and he, yeah, he knocks over a topiary. He does more damage to the topiaries than Edward yeah. did on his uh, his rampage. Yeah. Anger Ed, walk. <laughs> Edward sees that Kevin's going to get hit by the van's possibility, so he runs out to save him. And he does save him, but he's so worried about him. He's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And he cuts his face a couple of times. Yeah. And then and everybody then freaks everybody out. Everybody freaks out. And Kevin. I'm sorry. If you tackle the dude to save him from a drunk driver, it's a little hard to get up when you don't have hands. <laughs> <laughs> True. But nobody saw that part. They only I'm see sorry. Edward seemingly having tackled Kevin for no reason and attacking him. Right, because they missed the band that's driving down the street. Anyway, squealing yeah. down so the and my thing is, well, he has scissors for hands. He's had them for a while. If he wanted to hurt Kevin, he'd be dead. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. He would have just pressed through his face. I don't know if you've seen the expert <laughs> work he's done all over the neighborhood. <laughs> I you mean, he's pretty good with him. Kevin kept talking. Ballerina. Yeah. Kevin kept talking about how he could just slice his head right off. Yeah. 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 If you want to he could make him look like Gary Oldman and uh, Hannibal in like five seconds. Yeah. So Jim jumps on Edward oh and starts beating him up. But Edward slices his arm and then That's the cops are coming. And there's like this angry mob that seems to be all frozen since Jim this, got cut. And this is when I noticed, weirdly, that Jim's jacket says mom and dad on it. <laughs> I don't know why. If you watch, It actually says mom and dad on that it. That is weird. In white letters on the side. There's also a lot of fun Christmas out. Like, nobody was coming to the Boggs Christmas party, but they were definitely going to a Christmas yeah, party. Yeah, somebody was on this the DL. Everybody is dressed yeah. up in some Christmas. There's some green suits with yeah. red shirts and some red suits with green shirts. It was on. <laughs> I dressed up for Christmas today. You're wearing your um, gremlin, Gremlins. I'm outfit. sorry, what? The Gremlins. Mm-hmm. My grandma, my grandma, my grandma. With the with the best strong female character of all time. Yeah. Miss Peltzer. Took out three gremlins single handedly. Yes, she did. Like a gangster. Told her we had no strong female. Toughest mom, mom I've ever seen. She put one in a blender. My mom, would, my mom would move if there was a mouse in her house. <laughs> this lady picks up a fucking Spartan shield and a fucking knife and kills gremlins. <laughs> She doesn't even know what they are. She just They're in my kitchen, and they're going to fucking die. It's small and vermin. I'm yeah. killing it. She's like, this one looks like it'll fit in the microwave. Yeah. Good to go. I don't know if this kills gremlins, but we're about to find out. <laughs> this lady has seen some shit. We need to watch gremlins. Okay. That. I mean, it is the holiday season. It's the holiday season. Kim do-do-do. tells Edward to run. So he does. And apparently Johnny Depp passed <coughs> out due to heat exhaustion on this run. <laughs> I imagine it. First of all, don't run with scissors. Second of all, don't run in leather. We're filming in Florida, and he's and in head-to-toe full leather. leather. <laughs> and all he bad just ideas. lost fifteen pounds yeah. to do this role. 
It's like, which is more dangerous, them or the grumpy old men running on ice? I don't know. <laughs> Tony was like, yeah, I want to I learn about the insurance on yeah. this movie, too. Now, uh, for our insurance, it's not like that's the grumpy why old men. That's why that extra two million. <laughs> like, we did that grumpy old men thing where all the 75-year-olds run on ice. Now, this one, we got a guy head-to-toe in leather in 90-degree weather with scissor hands running <laughs> around. Like, you're not allowed to make movies anymore, dude. <laughs> made by the same person he runs home to the mansion the cop chases him back to the hill castle and the cop's like i'm not going up there but he was like i'm in the cop's like no he's like i heard about my brother in shadowbrook yeah and he's like keep running stay up there everything's fine he's he knows that edward is doesn't intend any harm i don't want to say he's harmless because he gets scissors for him but he knows that he's kind of this puppy man thing. Puppy man. He's, he's a little he's, kid. He's like mind. a little kid, you know. Yeah. And Hollywood. so he just wants him to be safe right. in his house, Gremlin just like Peg. Yeah. Yes. Hollywood. So he's like, I fired three shots. I'll tell them everything's taken care of. Mm-hmm. He'll go back to his house where he's safe. Wait a minute. So this cop just cracked off rounds? Yes. Yeah. He did. <laughs> And then he tells every the angry mob. Shouldn't he be shooting down at least? Because he's think. shooting. Bullets come down, right? <laughs> you would think. He tells the angry mob. The next mob, time over, this kid died because he was outside when the bullets fell. He's like, it's all over. Go home. And then he just gets in his car and drives away. The whole mob is still there. I mean, <laughs> they're like, fuck it. I'm checking this out. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to call it in? Hey, guys, I'm at the castle. Uh, the scissor monsters here and people won't leave. We're like, has he been drinking again? <laughs> <laughs> well, all the Somebody cops, give that man lemonade? All the cops <laughs> saw the scissor man. No, they I were know. there at the arrest. <laughs> yeah. They're telling stories about that. Remember the time I arrested the scissor man? Yeah. I was there. I saw you cuff him. I seen it. Where Joyce leads the mob up t- onto the hill leading toward the house because she needs to see for herself. They're going to storm the castle. Good luck storming the castle. (laughs) Somehow Kim beats them there, and she finds Edward in the attic room. Edward asks if he hurt Kevin, and she's like, no, he's fine. He was just scared. Kim was so worried about Edward because she thought he was dead. And Jim comes out of nowhere and says, I didn't think he was dead, and shoots. (laughs) He has brought a gun. I don't know how he got a gun. When he couldn't get into his dad's room. (laughs) Dad leaves guns out. That's the VCRs. Yeah. He begins beating Edward up with a fireplace tool. Kim picks up a piece of wood and hits Jim in the back of the head and, and then threatens grabs, to kill him. No, she grabs Edward's hand and puts it to his neck and says, Stop it, I'll kill you myself. Ooh. Edward's like, Do I get a vote? Yeah. Uh, Edward really isn't my fighting hand. back. I don't need any more heat right now. <laughs> Edward isn't really fighting back too much. He's he just is trying to. Well, that might be himself. one of the three laws in his program. <laughs> and for all we know, Jim could beat him until he was exhausted and not kill him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Edward Snape. Really all constructs in D&D. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have the right weapon, you're not getting anywhere. Yeah. All of a sudden, Edward stands up. Yeah. Jim, why did you do that? Magic item. Oh, man. So, anyways, he pushes Kim off of him, hits her, and Edward gets up. He's like, okay. And runs him through. <laughs> He's like, all right, bitch. Enough. I'll let you beat me, but now you put a hand on her. you're not going to beat her. (laughs) He stabs him in the chest. And then then throws him out the window. window. Scissor hands (laughs) wins. The mob is still coming, 
And they will see Jim's dead body. Yeah. <laughs> and, and as much as his dad's an asshole, I think he's going to want some uh, explaining done for his dead son. Although they don't seem to investigate I know, much. They don't. Um, it's Kim comes out. She, she also, says her goodbyes to Edward. She kisses him. She tells him she loves him. They say their goodbyes. And she goes downstairs. As she's walking out, she sees some, I guess, extra scissor hands. Yeah. We got to <laughs> We didn't hear about his brothers that didn't quite make it. So. <laughs> Those Bobby Tommy scissor hands. hands. Yeah. <laughs> which makes me think about nine again. Oh, yeah. He was actually oh, ever yeah. to the Which third. number yeah. were we? Bobby Scissorcock. Oh, man. <laughs> he didn't last long. Also, I read a book recently that was called Angelica Tommy Frankenstein Makes Her Match. I don't know if you've heard of that one. But uh, yeah. I can I can guess. <laughs> and in it, when he comes alive, at some point he realizes that he is not the first time she has tried this. <laughs> How many were there before? <laughs> also, Rocky Horror Picture Show. How many men did Dr. Frankenfurter make before he made the perfect man? I mean... Lots of trial uh, and How many lists it take to get projects? the center of a Tootsie Pop? There's just some things you never know. Uh, three. No, that's not. They figured that out. The owl knows. Mr. Owl. So she comes out and she says they killed each other. Edward is dead. Here's his hand. <laughs> and they're like, and everybody's okay. like, all right, and they go home. <laughs> well, she has a hand. <laughs> and uh, Kim never sees Edward ever again. She thinks he's still alive, though. Thank you, Chael. <laughs> yeah. So you think he's still alive, though? And I said, because randomly, giant cubes of ice are being delivered to that fucking haunted mansion. <laughs> <laughs> and then it snows. And sometimes you can still catch her dancing in it. I mean, not like she used to. She's an old lady. I mean, uh, really old. So, all right, Elaine. Let us know how you thought. Okay. What did you think about this movie? My favorite character is Bill, the dad. My least favorite character is Joyce, the neighborhood schlute. <laughs> um, my favorite scene is uh, everything kind of from when Edward starts mimicking Bill, cutting the hedge, and cuts the topiary through the moment he first starts cutting hair. So I like all the different topiaries and the dogs and then the hair I could do without. Uh, my favorite line is from that same scene. No, no, that's a terrible idea. We don't want him rusting on us. Go in the garage and get my oil can. <laughs> Which is funny. Uh, my favorite tertiary object is the conversation pit in Jim's dad's man oh, cave. I love a conversation pit. I love a conversation pit. I thought that pit. was cool too. He was like, do you like that? I was like, Fine. Love that. Um, <laughs> this. Do you is... ever see Elaine in the backyard with a shovel? She's digging a conversation. Pit. So I don't <laughs> think this is a good movie. Oh, I... she's wrong again. <laughs> I know. I would rather watch any other Tim Burton any movie. Any other Tim Burton any movie. Other Tim any Burton? other. Really? I would watch Sweeney Todd right Charlie now rather than watch well, this Sweeney again. Sweeney Todd's a top shelf movie. Yeah, that's the top. Like movie. I never have any desire. Sweeney I'm like. Not his best. When you think about even Alice in Wonderland, because those movies are terrible. I don't mind them really? as much as I mind this. The Looking Glass. Willy Wonka. At least I like Charlie Chocolate Factory. Was uh, it, it was not Gene Wilder. You didn't say that. I like this <laughs> Willy Wonka. I think it's dark and creepy I'll and closer it than you know, three what times it means it's true. the book should be. <laughs> They're making it. Those Ronald Dahl books <laughs> are weird. Oh, I never read the books. 
Like Tony does love that. I like Gene Wilder. Yes, it's sweet and charming, but the books are not. Yeah. The Ronald Dahl wrote horror move, horror novels for kids. Mm. They are not sweet. Like those are all really creepy books, and those movies should be creepy. And his uh, Willy Wonka is creepy, and I like it. I like I like both versions of that. Okay. But I think this is the plot doesn't make sense. There's no story here. It's very weird. And even the aesthetic, it's not like creepy enough to be scary, but it's not charming. It's just, there's nothing here. This movie is just a weird mishmash of obviously it's something that Tim Burton thought up, but it doesn't translate. Didn't think it up enough. And I don't think this is. Okay. I don't think this is a good movie, and I don't think if it if it hadn't come after Batman, I don't think anybody would give a shit about this movie or care about it. I so, believe Johnny Depp had a, a big part of it too. And he I think that, at the point. and but. I think their further collaborations have a lot more interest in them. Like Sleepy Hollow has a, they take like an old that. premise and they make it really interesting, or, um, like Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd, like. <laughs> Maybe it's because this was Bert, something that's based off a Burton idea rather than something he think, adapted from somewhere else. I think you hit it where he just he didn't he didn't think it through enough. It's it's, it's a barely a concept. Or even like Frankenweenie. Like <laughs> right. at least it makes that's sense. <laughs> Next, we're not so, talking about porno. Elaine is giving it an A because I just don't. Clearly, it's not the worst thing ever. I just don't ever want to go back to it. I'm you never going to be watch like it again. No. Okay. No. All right. Well, John, what do you think? Well, my favorite character is Edward, because he's just a sweet little boy. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character is Joyce, because she's a hoe. Faux show. I don't... I, the, the fact that she lied about him trying to rape her yeah. makes me dislike her more than that she's just thirsty. <laughs> I also, like, it creeps me it's out that she was anymore. trying to have sex with him in the beginning. It's not your turn anymore. Because he's not a grown man. Just don't let your turn. My favorite scene is when Edward's like, fuck this shit. He starts, he cuts the leg off the barrel, ballerina. He stabs the tire. He's like, come at me, bro. Cuts, makes the little demon Berserker, head. Berserker barrage. Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite tertiary object is the, um, what do you call it? The, the, the voice machine tapes. The answer, answer machine. machine. The answer machine. Thank you. I've been breathing all day. I'm it had a tape time. in it. So. It did have a tape in it. So, yeah. She said they filled the whole tape. I was like, it's a tape. <laughs> Sold. And my favorite line is the only thing he holds on to tighter is his dick. Whoa. Okay. I will yay this movie because I like it. It's fun. It's not a Christmas movie. There's like a Christmas scene in it. This is as much a Christmas movie as Grumpy Old Men is. You're like, oh, I thought this was more about holidays (coughs) than it actually is. It's it's not. They're in the background, kind of. (laughs) But it's still, you know what, this time of year, watch this movie. You won't be disappointed. All right. Tony. My favorite character is uh, Peg and Bill with a aside for Vincent Price. I really like Peg, too. He's going to be my favorite tertiary object. Until it was a tape. <laughs> yes. My least favorite character is a tie between Esmeralda and Joyce. My favorite scene is pretty much any Vincent Price scene in the castles when he reads the poem or limerick. Uh, my favorite line is, officer says, will he be okay, Doc? 
and the psychiatrist or psychologist says the years spent in isolation have not equipped him with the tools necessary to judge right from wrong. He has no context. He's been completely without guidance. Furthermore, his work, the garden sculptures, hairstyles, and so forth, indicate that he's a highly imaginative character. It seems clear that his awareness of what we call reality is radically underdeveloped. He goes, but will he be okay? Oh, yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> I just like that. No, he won't. <laughs> and my favorite tertiary object is Vincent Price's ascot with his, <laughs> with his little metal uh, clip. I thought mm-hmm. that was really cool. Oh, yeah, this movie. I love it a lot. It, I see Elaine's point, though. There's not a lot of meat here She's in wrong. the story, but I do love the movie. Your favorite yeah. line? I liked that one, too. I especially liked the long pause before I said character, character. as if he was going to say man, but well, then was like, well, cause no, he, cause he I don't want to say that. Because he looks over at him, and, and, and you can't see this, guys, but he's going like this. Yeah, it's like <laughs> cowering. He's a very imaginative He's cowering like a dog. Character. <laughs> like, uh, character, I guess. Whatever, now, whatever that thing so, is. Because so, he doesn't want to call him a man. So he's sitting there doing that. Johnny Depp's idea or Tim Burton's idea? I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I think a lot either of one, it's got to be a lot of it was Johnny Depp. I feel like a lot of the character choices, like how he reacted was... Because it said he watched a lot of movies. Charlie Cap- Chaplin, yeah. silent films. Mm, so he could that. learn how to emote better. Because he only has like four lines. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I wonder how long after this he did Benny and June. Now I have to check. Benny and June, I want to say, was 93, 94. All right, so Tony ate it. Yep. My favorite character was Bill. Bill! <laughs> I also enjoy Edward, and I also enjoy Peg. My least favorite character is Jim. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a douche canoe. I mean, he's a douche. That's My... not a bad choice. My favorite But, but scene... I don't hold him as, as responsible because he's a teenage asshole where Joyce is... Borderline child molester, borderline homewrecker. I mean, I don't know if they have open marriage or whatever. She's she's got a lot more agency. Where yeah. he's a stupid. They're kid. the two worst. Yeah. Very. It's very clear they're the two worst. But then he's gonna kill him. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Jim's like, I don't get what I want. I'm yeah. going to murder. Yeah. And steal. <laughs> and, yeah. So yeah, you're right. Um, the my favorite scene is the same as John's the uh, rampage to the neighborhood where yeah. he slices. Isn't the, that fun? I liked him too in the bathroom, cutting everything. The <laughs> uh, my favorite line I I put sweetheart. You can't buy the necessities of life with cookies. Nineteen ninety three, by the way. He's like, I feel like I, know I was going to talk about. You should be done. charging people. For the services you're providing. Yes. You're cutting their bushes. You're grooming their dogs. You're cutting their hair. Why aren't you making any money? Yes. But Marge gave him cookies. Yeah. No. That he is buys, not a name And he Can't doesn't buy even man, need to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite tertiary object was the slip and slide. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't love the slip and slide? Was that a yay or nay? I'm also yay. I find this movie enjoyable. It's charming. Oh, so well, I would not turn it off. If Tony was watching it, oh, I wouldn't leave the if room. It's on. Yeah. I would just it's up there with the mummy. Just say we have mummy rules. It. It's not mummy my favorite, rules. but it's enjoyable. Mummy rules. You never seek it out, but it's on. You it's watch. On. It. This is what I think is interesting. Speaking so, Edward Scissorhands and Crybaby came out in the same year, both in 1990, when he was obviously trying to transition out of 21 Jump Street. Both Clearly. those roles are interesting for different reasons, and then he doesn't. He does a music video. For Tom Petty. Ah, Rebel Without a Clue. Then he has a small scene in Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. 
And then he doesn't do another movie or have another movie released till 1993. And 21 Jump Street ended in 1990. So he didn't, he might have been working. Nobody knows how I long these are post production. He had, he had gone to jail. But yeah. he had a little bit of a. That's uh, the other Freddy, though. He was in the other Freddy way before. Yeah, that. no, that was yeah, back yeah. in 84. Yeah. But he which also got him 21 Jump Street. He had some legal issues. And mm-hmm. then yeah. in 93, he has Arizona Dream come out and Benny and June. And What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Ooh, good so movie. I don't I know how long those movies. were. You never saw What's Eating Gilbert yeah. Grape? I've never seen that. Benny and June. I'm not sure how long those were in post-production. Uh, yeah. But it's Benny interesting that he did Gilbert the Charlie Grape. Chaplin and research. And then he does Benny and June where he's playing a Chaplin-esque character. So he obviously was very intri- intrigued by that character. And he then should, he does Ed Wood. Which sucks because they made a movie called Chaplin around that same time. Robert Downey Jr. did it. Should have been Johnny Depp. I mean, he has a very interesting IMDb when you I look at it. Have you ever seen What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Mm-mm. You I'm saw What's Eating Gilbert Grape? I've seen that. I've never seen the whole thing. I've only seen parts. I'm not interested in that movie. It's I've never seen Betty and Jude. I've never seen that. I know, you really should. Deadwood? Yeah, is good. that what you said? Uh, no. The other Ed Wood. Ed Wood. Oh, I've never seen that either. Ed Wood's a weird That's movie. a movie. It's just about I've also never weird. seen the Alice dude, in Wonderland that he's in or the Charlie and Chocolate Factory one that he's in. I've never seen either of those. You watched what's it called the other day when I watched it? Um, God damn it! Dark know. Shadows. Yes, uh, I did watch that, that movie. Sucks, but he's really good in it. He's really cool in it. All right. Well, please find us on Facebook.com/slash The Underappreciated Movie Podcast. You can find us online somewhere. Yeah, there, or you can email under Just podcast email us, man. My goodness, I lost my train of thought. She's like, words. <laughs> I've used up my daily allotment. What? You doing jizz in the pants? No, I do it Christmas Day in the morning. Oh. Um, although I don't think it's a similar version. This is the... This seems instrumental. Yeah. And really? On Christmas Day in the morning. Yes, it's instrumental. Damn it. Just let it go. Just let it go. John's gonna sing it. I'm not. <clears throat> Next week. That makes me sad. <laughs> on, on the, the podcast. It's <laughs> Elaine's pick. So uh, this year, I am letting for Christmas. For Christmas, I wasn't sure what to pick, so I talked to Ken, one of our favorites, on my the podcast. favorite brother-in-law, and I asked him mm-hmm. for input on what he might like to hear. He gave me a list, and of the list, I have picked the movie Hancock. Nice. Which he won't know because I told I wouldn't I didn't tell him which one I picked, so he uh, won't know until him and Audrey listen to this special Ken pick, special Ken episode. Well, Very cool. now, because I love him. Oh, oh. there are lyrics. Weird. Wow. I kind of want to send you a message. I feel Wait, like I want his stuff for that movie, though. I feel like it. Michael Flatley, Lord of the Dance, is about to start. Or a leprechaun movie. On Christmas Day, on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> I'd much rather do the dance part because I ha- tend to have a deeper. <laughs> I don't have a good singing voice at all. So. You sing wonderfully, dear. 